everyone. Welcome to episode 9 of Teen Introspection. Today I'm here with Maya. Hi. And today we are going to be talking about sexual harassment. So Maya, why don't you start by kind of giving us some definitions. So like showing us the difference between harassment, assault, abuse, and rape. Okay, so there's a bunch of incidences that could occur which fall under the category of uh, sexual harassment. Um, And you can think of it as an umbrella term almost, but it can vary from being catcalled or being touched. But terms like sexual abuse and sexual assault are differently used, When, but I'll get into that later. Um, so sexual harassment encompasses three categories of impermissible behavior. The first would be catcalling. So it can be as simple as like being whistled at or receiving a compliment that makes you uncomfortable. A lot of the time, catcalling can be subjective, but in most cases it's not. It makes a victim feel objectified and sexualized. The second or more common form is sexual harassment, which is unwanted sexual attention, which includes unwanted touching, kissing, hugging, stroking, etc. And finally, the third would be sexual coercion, which um, is being threatened to partake in an act which they face consequences almost. This often this happens within a workplace with the notion of sleep with me or you'll get fired. Um, these victims often feel as if they're pressured to do this and they'll feel like as if they'll have valuable losses. It also dives into the manipulation where the perpetrator will try to persuade the victim by guilting them into something using personal anecdotes and whatnot. And from like those definitions, could you kind of just talk about how to identify like those kinds of different situations? It's kind of hard because like, so for example, sexual abuse, um, that's more generated towards children. So that would be a lot more easy to identify. Because if you're seeing an adult who is, you know, touching a child inappropriately, you would obviously want to say something. But it's also kind of tricky because in cases like rape, for example, you can, the, par- the, the victim um, will usually be, like, um, drunk or something. And then the perpetrator would have said, like, you know, she gave consent before she was drunk or she said yes then. Yeah. But consent can't be given by a person under the influence of alcohol so if you see like someone with a drunk person just make sure that you know they're being safe with that person because a lot of the times that can cause um cases like that but yeah just like there's okay so with bringing up like my experience as an example a lot of the time when something is like brought up the victims are not taking it seriously and the person doesn't like want to get involved but this can cause the victim's story to be like gaslighted as if they should not speak up ever again and it's like damaging to the victim's perception of human behavior as well as like mental health because of being neglected um and a lot of the times the victim may fall into depression and have constant anxiety but when it comes to like being a bystander um and like in an incident like this it can be hard whether or not to identify because the person might laugh like out of uncomfortableness and you might think well like oh they're laughing it's fine like i'm not going to get involved and a lot of the time it can be awkward to get involved because you're not sure and you don't want to like mistreat the situation right yeah of course but everyone handles these situations differently just look for like little things like if the person is removing their hand slightly or like looking around for like someone to help or pushing them away but everyone is a bystander in somebody's story so like if you see something say something because that silence is the violence of the victim yeah that's good i mean those are helpful tips but like could you expand a little bit more on just kind of being a bystander on this in this situation? Well, like if 
I'm going to use my experience as an example, um, like, what happened was, I was with, like, a million people, you know, a million, so, like, I was yeah. people around us, and, um, the person actually told me, like, they were, like, they don't want to get involved, and it's kind of damaging, because everyone around it was a bystander, you know, they all saw it happen, but they didn't say anything, and you may not realize it or not, but you could have been in that situation as well, and you can't really, like, call people out for that, because, um, you know, like, you could have been in the exact same situation, and it's kind of hard to, um, get away from that, because it really happens, like, all the time, Yeah. like it or not, but, like I said, just to, like, look for those key things, like, if they're, like, you know, trying, they, they look uncomfortable in a little bit of way, but eye contact as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's just important to recognize, like, I know you said, like, it can be hard to, like, reach out and be like, this is wrong or whatever. But at the end of the day, I mean, there is no such thing as an innocent bystander. And if you're not helping someone that you think might need help, you can't, I mean, you have to do something about it, you know? And there's no harm in actually, like, speaking to the person. And if you're wrong, yeah. then at least give the good thing in the end, you know? Yeah, of course. A little bit unrelated, but I kind of wanted to talk about this topic with you because I think it's something that not a lot of people talk about and I think it's kind of important, um, which is a lot of times I feel like people talk, people are starting to talk more about toxic masculinity, I would say, but I haven't seen people mention as much toxic femininity. So could you kind of explain what that is and like just kind of like different issues that you've seen related to that? Um, so it's kind of a broad term because yeah. when you look it up like on Google, for example, it'll be like, um, they're kind of like toxic towards like painting your nails or like, you know, dressing a feminine way, but it can also go into, you know, um, gaslighting other women's stories or, um, taking the favor of the perpetrator's side, um, as well as just like not really sticking up for, the, like, the whole girls supporting girls movement and, like, also not being a feminist because if you're a woman, like, I mean, it's kind of inevitable that you would be a feminist, right? Because you yeah. want to stick up for those who are, like, you know, of the same um, category, I guess. Um, but it can also become toxic when, like, for example, there's a situation that happens and the females kind of stick on the perpetrator side because they're either afraid of, like, um, not having clout or something dumb like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but like, they will try and gaslight your story because they're afraid of speaking up and they don't want to, like, look bad. Um, and it's kind of, like, hurtful to the person who actually experienced this because it's like, aren't you supposed to be on my side? Like, we're all, like, you know, we we'll all experience some form of this in our life, whether we would like it or not to. And I wouldn't like wish it upon anybody, but yeah, of course, um, just like little things like that calling or like unwanted touching. Like you should, if you're a woman, you should know that like, that's the kind of thing that we would face. And like to have you kind of like look away from that and turn a blind eye is kind of hurtful, you know, to the everyone else. Um, but And I think, and yeah, I totally agree with you. And I also think that, for example, just like when you've gone through something like this, it is very helpful if you're talking to another woman about it, because to some extent, we 
get each other's experiences a little bit better because we have lived differently than men, I guess I would say. I mean, it's sad, but like, it's the truth. So there are certain things that you will understand if you're coming from the perspective of a woman and it's just easier to talk to them about it. Yeah, exactly. Because when I like had my experience, I didn't have any females by my side and having to speak to that, like um, to males, like it was just weird. Like they didn't really know where I was coming from and they didn't know how to help, right? And so I was kind of like... I didn't know what to do either because I didn't really get any concrete advice because, like, nobody knew how to do it. Um, So, yeah, I just – I want change because I – the way that I experienced it was not fair and, like, I don't want other women to feel that way. Um, So just, like, be better, you know? Yeah. If you want to talk about your experience a little bit, not, like, in a detailed way, but just kind of issues that you noticed while you went through it, Mm -hmm. if you're comfortable speaking about that, of course. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so when mine happened, it see here's the thing, like you think when you think of like sexual harassment or something, um, a lot of people's brains go to like either rape or like being catcalled or being touched by someone random, right? But it really can happen by anybody and that's what happened to me. It was like my best friend and at the time we were really close and like he would always be kind of touchy with me and like I didn't really like agree with that and I was kinda you know, it was weird to me. Um, so, like, just be careful, like, who you're around, because it really can be anybody, because I would have, that was the last person I would have expected to, like, do something like that, and whether it was his intention or not, it was really a big deal, because he had done it to other women as well, and I kind of turned a blind eye to that, so, which is why, that's also my fault as well, which is why I'm trying to change, because I was also a bystander in their stories as well, but, um, you know, it literally could be anybody, and that's the sad part and the reality of it. Um, yeah. But. And I'm just, like, I have to say it. I'm so proud of you for, like, first of all, opening up about what you went through, recognizing that what you did before was wrong, and informing yourself and others on this topic. Because I saw you very active on social media trying to reach out to people and educate them on this topic because a lot of times people just, they think they know, but it's just kind of, like, weird, you know? Mm-hmm. yeah I'm just like thank you for doing that because honestly like it's very important yeah because I mean it's kind of an uncomfortable topic to talk about and speak on and I think that's why a majority of people haven't really spoken on it but once this one girl from my school talked about her story it really opened up this realm of every other women like sharing their stories and it really created like a community of people who really wanted to speak on it and it was actually great. It was, it really was a definitely a step in change, especially for girls supporting girls. Cause yeah, you know, we needed that and we didn't get a lot of that. Yeah. That sounds great. I'm just hoping that like in the future people like learn from it and can just support each other more. So like these situations like don't happen again, you know, it's great that you guys feel safer now in this community that you've opened up about it and you've kind of formed this like community as you were saying, but like, I hope that also like certain guys are being educated about it because a lot of times like people I was talking to my friend about like her experience the other day um with sexual harassment and it's just like I think a lot of times people do the kind of thing where it's like girls have to be careful with this and that and stuff like that and like instead of trying to educate guys first you know which were like kind of causing the problem most of the time which is just like, to me, like, that's not solving the problem. You know what I mean? But I'm just glad that you guys are in a safe community because now, like, you can take, it's like a step forward, you know? Like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because a lot of the time people will say, oh, it's because of, like, what she was wearing or yeah. she wanted. And, like, they try to blame the victim, but it's never really their fault. Um, it's just, you know, it's really, like, it's kind of hard to, like, identify those kinds of things. But it's not, it's never the victim's fault. And like, Yeah, of course. And lastly, do you think you could talk about, like, you've kind of, like, mentioned it briefly before, but how to help someone? Okay, so... The first thing that everybody thinks of is therapy, but I really don't find that necessary because, um, I mean, if you're really open to therapy and you've done it before and you liked it, then obviously I recommend that completely because talking to a trained professional is would obviously be the way to go. But a lot of the time, a lot of people don't like it because it's basically just paying someone to like talk to you, which mm-hmm. um, is kind of like dehumanizing in a way. But... Um, instead of therapy, rather just, like, be there for your friends, and, like, um, because, like, it can cause a lot of emotional trauma, and, like, trying to regain that, like, you know, confidence to, like, wear things again, or, like, go certain places, it can be really hard, but just to, like, encourage your friends to, like, you know, um, like, be by their side all the time, and, like, make sure they're okay, check up on them, and, um, do, like, small little things that, like, you wouldn't find necessary, but, um, in the long run, it really does help them feel a lot more safe when you go out and stuff like that. Um, which is kind of sad that we have to do these things. Um, it shouldn't have to be this way, but just to, like, you know, be there for your friends. Because, like like I said, like, I didn't have anybody. And, like, even just, like, having somebody there would have helped in the slightest. And I'm sure it would have helped for other people as well. Um, but, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Thank you, Maya. Thank you for listening. If you are ever interested in rating this podcast, you can do so at ratethispodcast.com slash teenage inspection.